Challenging the status quo. Politics Central on the Weekend Collective on News Talk ZB. And we begin this afternoon with security and intelligence expert Paul Buchanan. He's joining us to talk about this watch list that's been revealed, apparently a top secret watch, watch list of 100 people following on from the Christchurch attacks. Paul Buchanan, thank you for being on the program and good afternoon to you. Oh, good afternoon. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining the Weekend Collective. What kind of people are on this watch list? Give us an idea. Well, it turns out that uh, the police have decided to modify uh, their profiling of potential terrorist suspects. And rather than look at communities, let's say the Muslim community, because there are a few bad eggs in it, they're now looking at behaviors, including online behavior. And that's a very good step because now you're not... You know, you're not profiling people simply because of who they are, but because of what they're doing, either physically or online. And so that runs the gamut from white supremacists to perhaps there are animal rights activists who are violently inclined, uh, Maori separatists. I mean, there's a whole range of people. And, uh, and I welcome it. I, it's unfortunate that this now has been revealed after the March 15th attacks. Something tells me that uh, they may have been trying to put together this new profiling protocol before the attacks, but they simply weren't up and running with enough time to detect the killer uh, before he made his move on March 15th. So this is good. I should point out, uh, this is not surprising either. Uh, When I was doing counterterrorism things in the United States in the 90s, It was the behaviors of people that attracted attention. And one of the things that we need to... Actually, Paul, I do. I want to get into those behaviors because, you know, we're talking about online profiling. Is it just, is it something, is it it what they say? Is it what they do? Are they they following, for example, their spending patterns? How do they build these profiles? Well, that's a very good point. I mean, it certainly is what they say and they do, but it's even the places they go. Uh, for example, just to connect it to the uh, the synagogue shooting today, the individual who shot up the synagogue, uh, he put his own manifesto on this nasty hate hate forum known as 8chan. And he referenced Christchurch. He referenced Christchurch, and he referenced uh, the Pittsburgh synagogue shootings of six months ago. And so I would imagine that the authorities are now looking at 8chan, 4chan, these other extremists, uh, you know, forums uh, to see who may be the talkers and who may be the doers. But I, I can only welcome that. And then, of course, they will use algorithms that have now been expanded in scope to look for people who use the catchphrases, everything from jihad to Knights Templar, which is a white supremacist catchphrase, and uh, begin to monitor them more closely. Uh, I should point out, though, and this is why I I welcome all of this, is that if you strip away the ideology from the terrorist uh, endeavor, what you have is uh, you have angry young men, usually of low educational status, limited economic opportunity, antisocial dispositions, and alienated from their friends and family. So, If, you know, the ideology could be religious, the ideology could be secular, let's say Marxism-Leninism, but these individuals want to find justification for their unhappy lot in life. And in the old days, they would have to go and meet up with like-minded spirits 
uh, physically, you know, form a club of, let's say, neo-Nazis. But today you can do all of that uh, online in the confines of your bedroom. And that makes them all the more dangerous because now they're being radicalized and finding justification for their unhappy lot in life uh, in total privacy. And if they're murderously disposed, then they can operate, they can begin to plan in secrecy that otherwise wouldn't obtain because they have to enter the public space. Uh, in order to do so. Speaking of secrecy, now this list of the 100 people is described as top secret. And I just wonder, what's your take on the fact that the list has been obtained by some media? Well, obviously, it's it's unfortunate if the leak was, uh, how can I put it, the leak was deliberate, but if it was done by someone who had access to it and it wasn't authorized by a superior, that's unfortunate. Uh, But it could have been leaked deliberately in the sense that it puts certain sectors of society on notice that they're being watched more closely. Because, again, this list may include people who are just talkers. I mean, one of the things, again, based on my experience in the past, is there's talkers and doers. We used to look at people, not the guys in the front of the room who were all sweaty and ranting and raving. We'd be looking at the young fellows in the back who were quietly nodding. And we focus on them because they're the followers. They're not the leaders. And they're more prone to try to prove themselves by doing an act of violence rather than ranting in the front of the room. And so of this list of 100 people, there could well be 30 or 40 who are just ranters. You know, they're just going to go online and vent steam. And, uh, and this, this leak can serve as a warning to them that they better back off. You know, that this is they've now... Uh, attracted the attention of the authorities, and that attention is not good. Okay, on the, other, on the other hand, it could could let those who are more more evilly disposed mm. uh, give them fair warning that uh, something's up. I've I've heard uh, a lot of uh, what you would call uh, backroom chatter about um, from people who have police connections about what's been happening, what the public doesn't know. Looking at this list, are we at some kind of flashpoint here? How safe are we? Oh, I think in general we're, we're quite safe, certainly compared to, uh, to other countries. Now, uh, the trouble here is that this March 15th attacker uh, may have acted alone. I tend to think not, and uh, the Royal Commission will reveal exactly the extent to which he may have had accomplices or enablers. But he comes from a larger community, a larger community that, as it turns out, um, has been stockpiling weapons. Uh, These are warnings that went unheeded before March 15th. And I'm not saying anything that uh, hasn't been put out in the public domain before. And so the question then is, are there copycats or follow-up attacks being planned? And I think the police are acutely aware that in light of the intelligence failures that led to March 15th, they've got to be on top of their game, lest we have these sort of things. I'm, I'm, I'm less prone to believe that there'll be a revenge attack uh, by Muslims against whoever as a result of this, in part because of the government's response to those attacks. I think we've bought ourselves a measure of insurance by showing solidarity and empathy to the Muslim community. Uh, regardless of what ISIS and what I want to claim. But we seem to be seeing a sort of backlash by alt-right, you know, neo-Nazis, white supremacists around the world. And, uh, and New Zealand's not immune from that, as it turns out. And given the previous gun legislation, 
these people were able to get themselves mm. weapons that could be turned into weapons of mass destruction. Hey, I'd also point out, this is, it's weird how the media covers things. Do you know that three days ago, a uh, U.S. Army veteran suffering from PTSD drove his car into a group of people in a California town known as Sunnyvale. And he uh, grievously wounded eight of them. The reason he did so was he thought that they were Muslim. And what's, what's interesting about that, he was wrong. They were not Muslim, but he thought they were. And the coverage given to that incident has been downplayed, has been very low key. And the argument is, well, he was suffering from PTSD. It wasn't ideologically motivated, but he himself has admitted, because he's alive, that he did it because he thought they were Muslims. And yet now the synagogue shooting has emerged, and the fact that Jews were targeted is a big deal, at least in the U.S. press. And I would simply say that we here in New Zealand have a much fairer hand when it comes to dealing with extremists. You know, okay. we point them out, uh, you know, for whatever their motivation. No, I think I think that's a really good point, and and certainly how stuff is portrayed around the world, and and why something will be a story, why something will stay beyond just the twenty four hour news cycle, is is very fascinating. And someone who really knows his stuff, it's always a pleasure having Paul Buchanan on the program. He's a security and intelligence expert, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.